0: Welcome to the 7th Annual One Nation Radio Awards. My name is Rich Latta, of course. I am your host of One Nation Radio, along here with my co-host James Boyd. James, what's going on, man?
1: Not too much, man. Seven years is a long-ass time in wrestling. Long-ass
0: time. Yeah, I think this is the longest I've uh, ever consistently watched wrestling, even when I was younger. Uh, I was pretty much 1995 through about 2001 ish you know and having to fall off you know but um yeah seven years uh we've been hosting awards for uh you know wwe and uh this year we're adding in nxt and of course we got a little bit of new japan in there but um we opened up and changed the format a little bit we did some voting uh with the public put out a google form and yes it was very time consuming uh adding up these votes and all that but it all worked out for the best and of course um We uh, had you know you guys give us the voting on a three to one scale. If you're not familiar with what that means, so first place was worth three points, second, worth two, third place, worth one point. Of course, James and I will reveal our selections along the way and let you guys know, you know, what we thought of the voting and all that. But uh, overall, James, what'd you think about 2018?
1: (laughs) Um. Before I get to that, I want to, I just want to know how sophisticated our vo- our voting system was. It's real intricate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. I thought that. Um. The build towards WrestleMania, like this is a year of bookends. Um. Or the beginning of the year WrestleMania season from you know War Rumble and to WrestleMania. Um. It was it, it was good. Um. And then you got WrestleMania and it was not. Um. In. You know, the middle of the year, I was gone, but like I kept, I kept constant tabs, and the people that I trust, and um, and listen to your show, and listen to other shows. It just, um, it was, it was, um, and also with the greatest world rumble in place, like it was a lot that left to be deserved. Um, I'm sorry, a lot left to be desired. And then um, by the time we got to SummerSlam, like the pay per views turned around. Um, I mean, or you could make an argument about Money in the Bank, but Money in the Bank is, you know, hit and miss. But uh, we really got more on the footing with SummerSlam, for most of the most of the matches on the card being you know, uh you know being better. They, they still had like weird main events at SummerSlam and a Hell in a Cell, but um you know I think really what kind of uh, gave it a you know a shiny arm was obviously Evolution. Like Evolution for me, like you know for the main roster anyway, actually like made me actually. You know, happy for 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 and maybe like really like enjoy a big show for uh for a while and then you know Survivor Series um Survivor Series was a good was a good card and then TLC was a great card so um like I, I feel like this was a year of just you know like the bread was great the meats the meat was terrible <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the best way to put
0: it I think <laughs> I think you said something similar to that last year as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I said the meat was bad but the buzz was excellent or some shit last year, yeah. <laughs> there, there were <laughs> nut
0: ass creative decisions and bad matches all around and of course there was some quality and that's what we're here to touch on today. Um, we added in NXT this year for the first time because they got off to such a slow pace on the main roster. I was just so in the you know, so unimpressed through I wanna say at least half the year. And it was like a no-brainer to add in NXT with all the excellence they've had. But without further ado, let's get to it. We're gonna start and Look,
1: I, and look, real quick, where we get to I'm glad that you decided to uh to change that because like without NXT to help buoy this this fucking show, it would not be as positive as we're gonna be. So let's let's get into it.
0: Yeah. So uh we're gonna start right at the 10 op. Um the Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year Award. This encompasses the wrestling primarily on pay-per-view. Uh, the talking, <clears throat> moving the culture, as I say, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, and the overall number one performer between WWE and NXT. So let's start with the nominees here. And of course, we're going to let you know who received the least amount of points, as well as the three, two, and one. And, you know, if anyone else is a talking point or a surprise, we will mention them, else, we will mention them also. Uh, so our nominees, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, AJ Styles, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Ronda Rousey, and Daniel Bryan. So, uh, we're going to start right at the bottom. And... The, you know, with 15 points only Charlotte, which was shocking because I wrote a column that said Charlotte is the wrestler of the year candidate that no one was talking about. And apparently I was right because they didn't um <laughs> talk about her much here. Uh I thought Charlotte had a much better year than she uh, got represented in the voting here. And y'all just wasn't feeling her for whatever reason. Wonder why that was. I I think I think it's I think Becky
1: is uh it, I think the Becky shit is actually like really gotten in people's minds to thinking that this one was not excellent this year. Like if this was still the main roster um exclusively, then I mean she may for me she may have placed.
0: hmm Um Yeah, so let's get to it. With seventy-four points in third place, Tommaso Ciampa. And with eighty-four points in second place johnny gargano and number one with 158 points a dominant performance in the voting the number one rick flair wrestler of the year for 2018 the man becky lynch not a shock at all nope um i think at what point did you
1: say like uh in your mind for you that that did is like this is she's number one at what point was like she's she's clearly number one the invasion
0: the invasion she won it that night yeah um
1: i tend i tend to agree um i remember i remember going through um the observer leading into um a few days before survivor series and the word and then you go through and you read it like she was a planned um she was the planned main event, like her and Ronda was the planned main event for Survivor Series. I remember thinking, like, th- you know what? I remember texting you. And I remember saying, like, you know what? This feels like Boys in the Hood, where when um when Ricky gets killed, and then like at the end, and Ricky Ricky like Ricky is dead, and then like, all of a sudden his mom gets the mail saying that he actually made it in the, made it in the USC, so he didn't have the enlistment army. Is like she fucking did it. Like, yeah, so. It, once you reach the, once you reach those once you reach like that kind of that kind of level of, of despair because like you lost out on some match, you know that like this person is like operating a whole another level compared to her contemporary. So like it was a four-month run, but that four month run was utter dominantly other utterly dominant.
0: And I think you guys definitely took into consideration the moving the culture aspect because no one's even close to her in that, that regard. Unless you want to make an argument for Ronda, for and that would be, like, a different argument, not with fans. It would be, like, you know, a, impact on, like, the TV deal on, or something like that. But I don't, you know, this is a fan voting award. I don't think you guys are going to, you know, uh, lean that way. But Becky was, you know, from the moment, you know, she snapped at SummerSlam to pretty much Current day, she's been the number one act in WWE, male or female. She's I'm proud to let her be yeah. the first woman to ever win the Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year Award in our voting. We've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. We've had John Cena. We've had Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, CM Punk, CM Punk. in different years. I think we might have had Rollins sneak in there. Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I would have Maybe
1: 2015, back. I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I think that was Cena. I I, I think it was Cena.
1: It was one of them, two and 15, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, but she wasn't, and in, in the trend in the last couple of years in the voting has been whoever the in ring performer of the year usually ended up wrestler of the year. We got a little bit different, uh, you know, off course this year. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, Becky Lynch, number one, the Ric Flair wrestler of the year. And I think it's going to be a great day for uh, Miss Lynch here. You are muted, James
1: yeah i'm sorry yeah uh just a real quick thing because you actually mentioned that we let her she we ain't let shit she yeah. did all her own we just look we just sit there we just sit there in amazement
0: points I
1: yeah we just sit there the ca- yeah, the yeah, in in amazement so yeah. yeah look becky look we look don't nobody like like nobody lets becky do shit becky does what she wants
0: yeah um uh, so our next award the Shawn michaels in-ring performer of the year which is our best in-ring performer Weighted towards pay-per-view performances uh, are nominees Johnny Gargano, Ricochet, Pete Dunn, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Mustafa Ali, Daniel Bryan, and Charlotte. So we're going to start with the bottom with a whopping 12 points, Daniel Bryan, which was kind of a shock here. But maybe people didn't consider, you know, his late work and then his solid TV work all throughout the year and then coming on with back to back match of the year candidates uh at Survivor Series and TLC, guess it wasn't enough. Um Yeah, well you know how you know how it is when
1: like, you know, you're past your prime as a as a performer, so
0: Yeah. You know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um so I, I, I take exception with how far he was he was back in the those awards. But um I guess you know having to wrestle big casts and do team hell no and the Miz uh, for three quarters of the year. I, I guess that's not a recipe for people to to regard you still uh, and and pay attention to what else you're doing.
1: Yeah, and and also you know he came you know he didn't start his starting date was you know was WrestleMania so he was behind the eight ball compared to uh, the other so he definitely so that definitely hurt him as well.
0: Yeah. So in third place with sixty one points, Ricochet. With 73 points in second place, AJ Styles. In uh, number one with 144 points, perhaps the greatest wrestler in WWE history, if you look at it, or headed there if he keeps going at this pace, Johnny Gargano. This guy was a revelation on you know NXT Takeovers. He has assumed the nickname Johnny Takeover. Uh, he has a classic feud with Tommaso Ciampa an excellent match with, um, Aleister Black, which is a match of the year in almost any other normal year. And also the five star classic with all in beginning of the year, which might be like, as far as a classic wrestling match, you probably aren't going to see much better in WWE history. Um, what do you what do you make of this, James? Because you know we had you know we had uh, you know spoiler alert we had a little bit of technical difficulty before this show, and the voting broke down in such a way where it was a battle for third place, and Ricochet ended up being the guy that came out on top uh, between a group of him, uh, Pete Dunn, who finished with fifty six, Seth Rollins with fifty eight, and Mustafa Ali with fifty three. Um, and quick note on the uh Rick Flair Wrestle of the Year award Seth Rollins finished 5th I believe and he had pole position pretty much until SummerSlam and then you know the game got switched on some ludicrous shit and and it, it, was, <laughs> it was it was over for him, man <laughs> yeah. um and like, yeah maybe, you
1: know, like it brought the shield back together and it's been in, in like in retrospect like it turned out to be to the detriment of all three of them Not just not just like them throwing, you know, um, uh, Rollins and Dean to help buoy uh, Roman like we thought, like, actually, like, you know, if Roman had stuck with this, like, I don't think I think all three of them would just be, you know, worse off for now at this point.
0: Shit crazy, man. Um, It's like, um, you know just looking at these guys it's been like ricochet with his matches against velveteen dream and the, his performance in war games of course adam his, cole adam the adam cole match and of course the, the-, the
1: matches the the the, thr- the the match with dunn which like you know if not for the fuck finish i feel like that match was that's like that might have been like the best worked match i've ever seen in wwe <laughs> until until the finish um and then uh and then also, you throw in um, the match a couple weeks later. Or there's a three way to add in a Cole in it, too. Like, he has some great uh, match. Like, for you, for me, like, or I want to ask you, like, do you think they got it? Do you think we got it right by having Ricochet at three and, and uh, behind AJ just because of AJ having so many more matches?
0: So, for me, on a, if this was a pound for pound type thing, I think Ricochet is better. Unquestionable. Same here. This Same year. For, for this year, yes, absolutely. For this year. Um AJ did very well in the voting and this wasn't a banner AJ Styles year. Uh this was just like a little bit less than what we're you know used to with him. But uh I, I think a lot some of this had to do with reputation because, you know, I I think the top three should have been um, you know, Gargano. Uh, I think Charlotte, you know, didn't really get the love that I think she should have gotten in ring form of the year. I think maybe because her TV performances were, were relatively weak. She she was great on pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and from there, you got, you know, the Ricochet, Dunn, Rollins, Ali, uh, you know, qu- quartet. And yeah. you would think Dunn might get another look, but, you know, how it shakes out is how it shakes out um, on that i think the yeah, right had, guy ended up winning so yeah
1: that's true but i think i had done i think i had done either second or third because you know that
0: i think you had him at third yep
1: yeah like he just you know obviously he didn't have as many takeover matches as um as ricochet but like the match the stuff he did on tv was just he was so good on tv that it was like he he's probably you know
0: like bro his he, his NXT uk main events are like must yeah. be any any time he wrestles one it's like a minimum four stars at, at yeah. like average like four and a quarter and then 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 you
1: throw in like the uk tournament this year it's like day one and day two like he was awesome on tv this year or on the network whatever you want to call it
0: yeah and um yeah so congratulations to johnny gargano this is your guy james emory performer of the year
1: yeah, um, I want to say, I can't remember if it was after New Orleans or if it was after Philadelphia, where I said to you, like, yeah, man, like, at what point do we say that, like, you know, he's the greatest, like, network-era um, performer in NXT history or he's the greatest TakeOver person in history, and, like, that was then. And now, all of a sudden, like, he's turned heel, and now he's calling himself Johnny, Johnny TakeOver just months later. as like,
0: like, even even he recognized how great he is. You know, he recognizes the realness. <laughs> um. So, uh, our next award, the Top New Japan Wrestler. Primarily, we cover WWE and NXT, but uh, I watch pretty much every, like, big show in New Japan and stay plugged into the storylines as much as I can. And, of course, I'm not missing a match from 90% of this list. So, maybe 95% of these guys. So, um, our nominees, The Best Bout Machine, Kenny Omega, The Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, the golden star, Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi, the ace, excuse me, Hiroshi Tanahashi, <laughs> and the stone pit bull, Tomohiro Ishii, and Mr. Tranquilo himself, Tetsuya Naito. So, starting uh, at the bottom, and I was hurt by seeing this voting, and this all this makes me think is maybe you guys didn't see as much New Japan as I saw, but with 25 points tomohiro ishii was our bottom man there um yeah yeah. that
1: is just compared to naito this year no and you know um for you know for the people that are like huge naito fans like i feel like this was a year where like you're justified in feeling however you feel about how they've handled naito but um uh, at the same time,
0: he wasn't better than no like, Tomohiro Ishii. This no, year.
1: not not at all. And you know, Ishii is like one of those. Like I feel like every year I've ever that I've ever like you know cherry picked a lot of New Japan matches that he's always like the unsung guy. And you think like, who are the best like six, seven, eight guys in the company or whatever else? Like every, every time you watch him, and it's like he's on that list. When he like, is he ever going to push? Fuck no, it, it just ain't gonna happen. That's fine. <laughs> but like, but he's always awesome, and he actually like Russell's damn near on par with, or actually on par with you know the top four. So um, you know, but but like you know, voting is voting.
0: Yep. So um. In third place with 79 points, the Rainmaker Kazushka Okada. In second place with 88 points, the Golden Star Kota Ibushi, and in first place, a dominant victory with 173 points, the Best Bout Machine Kenny Omega. Now, I this is going to be a and keep over on keeping a strong style Omega cleaned up in all their awards It's going to be a rude awakening for the people that are bending over backwards to not recognize what Kenny Omega accomplished this year and what he's meant to business, not only in Japan, but in the United States. Um, this was like on the all time list for uh, a wrestler ever. And I think he may have been better last year.
1: Yeah. I was I was about to ask you that. Like, do you think it's a victim? Uh, it's kind of like with AJ and WWE now, um, he's like, it's a victim of his success because like you look at, um, you look at basically from the 2016 uh, G1 and
0: on. That's, yeah, right. That's been when Omega become kind of my guy. Right. Like, do you feel like, especially last year, like
1: this was a step down from, this wasn't as good as last year, but then again, like, but at and, the same time, it's still it the was. best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I guess maybe it's the thing. Of, yeah, you can. I guess you could say that because obviously, um, he's having higher output on, um, as far as like the match is getting higher ratings. But I don't know. It, it kind of felt like maybe it was just a, a victim of his excellence. Maybe um, same for Okada. But, um, but moving on to Okada, like Okada finished third, and I feel like Okada is not the same thing. But it's kind of similar to what happened with with um, Seth where you look at the first half of the year and that dude's on fire and then you look at the second half of the year and it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, and voting is where vote is at the end of the year. So like it's been, he's been cooled off for like, you know, half of a year. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel the exact same thing. But like at, you know, at the, when they were at their apex, they were on, they were on the, you know, they were all point with the best of them. Yeah. At one point.
0: Um yeah. I, I, I'm shocked Will Ospreay didn't get more love here. Um that's another one. That's another one to say like if you cut it off uh at, at like May or whatever, he's probably the wrestler of the year worldwide at that point. Um Well
1: What if you cut it off at Dominion when he drops the belt to um to uh, uh to to, uh, uh, to
0: you could put, you could even move it there. I th- I think where you say with May uh, is the best of the Super Juniors kind of changed everything because right. he right. wasn't as great in the Super Juniors. That's true. Um, That's true. But I I remember like Osprey being just like like he was a like as much as Matt Riddle was a workhorse over WrestleMania weekend, Will Osprey was right there with him. This is fresh yep. off of him with the neck deal that he had with mm-hmm. Skrull. and he was just those those Will Osprey title defenses were electric. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, on top of the mountain, the best bout machine Kenny Omega, nine five star matches are better. Um, obviously, the seven star match win the IWGP title with Okada in there, and the reunion of the Golden Lovers. You just have so many like he just hits you like it's like a boxer you know he's gonna hit you with the jab of the golden lovers then he's gonna come with like the seven star match and then he's gonna come with being the top <laughs> he's, gonna
1: come, he's gonna come with a seven star match as if as, yeah. if, as if like as that's if, the as knockout if, okay i'm glad you specified it as that you like you made it sounds of like oh you know that's less like the seven star match like he does that all the time yeah like,
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> you know okay, that's that's okay. easy work you know but yeah. uh you know then he comes with like the jericho feud then he comes with fighting against the young bucks then he comes with you know the g1 output um you know you can say with you know and there's a lot of you know folks mad at omega for whatever reason you know and you know i'll leave it up to y'all to figure out what that is but
1: i, I don't get it like look man like if you like a certain style cool but I feel like you have to try to be you have to try to understand that like there's there's a there's a million different ways to 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 do this and um he's doing it a particular way and a lot of the guys um outside of WE are doing it a particular way. And the way they're doing it, um a lot of people that enjoy wrestling around the world, not just strictly WWE main roster, like or people that were you know, that was the wrestling they grew up on, that's the wrestling that they know. And they don't venture out too far like most of the people that watch wrestling for the wrestling they think that this is the top guy so like i mean i you can disagree like for example like i'm not i'm not huge of, a, i'm not that huge of a Zack saber jr fan i feel like his matches are him literally playing defense like, is cool stuff mm-hmm. but like there is a method to the madness and i see it and i enjoy it at, i enjoy it at times even though it's not necessarily my bag or whatever else like I feel like there needs to be a certain accounting of that, as opposed to just like, it ain't it ain't for me. Therefore, it sucks. As opposed to you know, like I, I just I just disagree with that. Like there, like Grand there's a bunch of like stuff like CZW and death matches and stuff that I'm just like, nah, that's horseshit. Get the fuck out of here with that. But outlaw uh, mud show. Yeah, the outlaw <laughs> mud show shit and whatever. Was, but like I find that to be like I define that to, like to be whack because like it's. It's so dangerous for the wrestlers to do and like you're gonna cause long term harm for to do that sort of stuff, as opposed to like whether or not I think it's actually like cool or tells a good story or whatever else. But um but other than, like the normal, the quote unquote normal, non super dangerous stuff, like I, I think that Kenny's, I think that Kenny's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. Maybe the best wrestler I've ever seen. I don't know. Um uh, but that's other people you know they don't like the thing because of you know they want New Japan to be strictly new Japan or don't want to expand or whatever weird reason they don't want Kenny Omega or the elite to you know prosper or whatever else, and it's like okay, um cool, but like I enjoy them, a lot of people also enjoy them, and like their popularity is helping is actually helping wrestling around the world and like maybe take it as an as their necessary evil as opposed to just sitting there hating
0: yeah. Um, (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself and I'm the Omega guy here. So, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, we'll move on to our next award, uh, the newcomer of the year. And this is a main roster award here. So you'll notice that there are only four nominees. Why? (laughs) Because WWE has no idea what to do with most people from NXT. You want to try me? Ask Sanity about it. Ask Ember Moon about it. (laughs) Who else? Who else? uh, Jose. No way. Jose. Ask him about it uh let's see who else
1: uh you mentioned aop already yeah. like they they had a few people that came up and it's like yo they're there's they've already have nothing for andrade
0: these these people were like man we have to fill out this voting somehow so we'll just put the you know oh, there are only really two candidates here but yeah. really yeah and so we're gonna go through the list here uh andrade Cien almas ronda yeah. rousey drew mcintyre and the aop who somehow received one single first place vote i don't know who you are i'll have to go back through and see this but i may send you an email asking for an explanation on that (laughs) okay
1: so uh, i don't know if we disclosed it to the people but like we originally did the first 40 minutes of this show um and then we had to redo it because we had audio issues um at the time when you mentioned that the aop got a first place vote uh, i'm going to say is that what i said then Dave Finichel, you need to stop playing on our goddamn phones and email. Okay, <laughs> stop this. You, you need to stop playing games. So I don't know if it's Finichel or not, but if there's anybody that I know that it voted, like I would, that's the first person I'm calling, and after that probably Caleb. So, oh,
0: my so God. Um, yeah, man. So let's get to the voting. Uh, obviously, the the last place, AOP with 19 total points. Uh, in third place, Andrade Cien Almas. So I guess uh, losing to all the top guys while not in the storyline with them isn't the way, you know, in, in these streets. So uh, – he he, Andrade
1: Cien Almas is like – they're treating him like a kid in the 60s. He's literally there to be seen and not heard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, then we had Drew McIntyre with 162nd points or 167 points in second place. That's a tough one. Uh, and then with, in first place, Ronda Rousey with 201 points, breaking the first 200 barrier in, in this. Obviously, you know, the less points available or less, you know, uh, nominees in that category. But nevertheless, Ronda Rousey on top with an excellent rookie year on the main roster, uh, being, you know, a, a catalyst for the TV deal, delivering in all her big time matches. You know, if you remove the Alexa Bliss ones, and being something just totally different and working as a babyface. If if you were to ask me if she worked as a babyface this year, yes or no, I would have to say yes. Overall, it worked, even though I think she's walking on thin ice at almost every moment here, but. If you just look at her being so new to wrestling, her having immense pressure on her, she was just a revelation for... And then her presence... I don't know if it was the match that lit the fire for the rest of this thing, but all these other women came to play this year. And I think you can credit Ronda Rousey with a lot of that.
1: Yeah. Um, like, it can, be, like, granted, Becky went from being... Um, over the 10 weeks from Survivor Series, or sorry, from SummerSlam to um, Evolution, like, she definitely raised her profile to be a main eventer. But once they transition from that to, like, literally the, you know, minutes after they go off air on Evolution, and then you see the video of, she shows up, she's like, hey, champ, and it says, I'll be seeing you soon, knowing, like, that you're we going to get champion versus champion at Survivor Series. Like, it just took it to another level, and it and, and, and raised, and, you know, that became, like, this you know, we, this should be the WrestleMania main. This feels like a WrestleMania main event. And then now, you know, due to fortunate slash unfortunate situations um, or, or circumstance, like this could be the WrestleMania main event. And that's absolutely is something that like would not have happened without um, Ron Rossi decided to slump with us by, by being a pro wrestler. So, so like she, you know, uh, her, her being there has definitely raised the division. I honestly, you know, and we go back to even January when she first showed up. Do we even? Do you think we even have a Royal Rumble if not for her show her for that to be her coming
0: out to do? I, I wonder. I think they get a Royal Rumble. I don't think in main events or anything without oh, her. Oh, absolutely, so absolutely. It'll be interesting absolutely. to see if you know, like, where it's positioned this year and, and you know everything on the card there, but. Congratulations, Ronda Rousey, the newcomer of the year in WWE on the main roster. And I actually, James, now, I always thought that this was some type of argument that the FDS would make. Like, that there are people, that was a straw man thing that didn't exist. That they would say, there are people out there that think Ronda Rousey should have went to NXT. I never believed it. Then yesterday, I came across a tweet that said, Ronda Rousey should have went to NXT. That's absurd, so... (laughs) No, that's... You gotta get the fuck out of here. I I literally saw it yesterday with my own two eyes, and I thought that was, like, a myth, and some people would make up just to, you know, yell at the air, so... uh, One thing, I'll I'll, I'll give you that one, FDS. I'm sorry, but everything else, y'all got to learn today. Um, (laughs) So, um, the next award, the Dusty Rhodes Promo Cutter of the Year Award. So, we have five nominees here. Uh, Samoa Joe... Daniel Bryan, The Miz, The Man, Becky Lynch, and Tommaso Ciampa. So we will start with the lowest votes getter, Daniel Bryan, with 68 points here. I don't know if these people didn't watch or... (laughs) Very weird that he was the the last place of, you know, vote getter here. Um, Yeah, like Miz has been doing like...
1: Like this was not the year for Miz. Um, compared to last year or even two years ago so um i find so that's one i find weird another another thing um that i'm kind of weird on is like the daniel bryan thing because like daniel bryan comes back and cuts you know maybe the best promo i ever heard on his return <laughs> like i don't know i like for me if you ask me like best promo i've ever heard like you know, two of the top ten are like Daniel Bryan's retirement and his return. Yes, and then and then you throw in like since he's turned heel, what he's been doing like on a weekly basis. Like, yeah, that dude is absolutely, uh, you know, that dude right now as of this moment is the best promo in the company. Um, now obviously it's a really short amount of time, but you figured it like had he had you know, this
0: this larger sample size of doing this the whole year. Yeah, I think this is like up for grabs here. And I think he was legitimately awesome because going into SummerSlam, he did a lot of might work with the Miz to heat that shit up. And then it just wasn't there on game day, apparently with the crowd. But in the moment, people were losing their minds over the stuff he was saying. Obviously James brought up the return promo. I don't know, whatever. Uh, But in third place here, Tommaso Ciampa with 84 points. In second place, Samoa Joe with 107. And number one with 156 points, who else? The man, Becky Lynch. Now, as I yeah. mentioned before, like she was a wrestler of the year, and she got promo cutter of the year. Sometimes it's linked to the best in-ring performer. In crazy years, we get all three. This year, we only got two, but... Uh, Becky was, you know, pretty much f- from the moment that she started to go upside Charlotte's head, she came out here and backed it up on the mic every single week. She was NBA Jam on fire, and it was like when Becky had 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 the promo, it was like Larry Bird walking off with the finger, like
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, like you already knew this shit was gonna be fire. So it was That's like funny. it was like Samoa Joe was excellent, yes a lot of his words ended up ringing hollow, but Becky Lynch followed through on all the things that she was, you know, saying essentially. And Shabu was excellent as well. I believe he was to NXT promo wise, what Gargano was wrestling wise. So
1: I, I think, I think also with dude, his promos were, um, especially after you won the title, his titles were, or his, his, his words were very, um, nuanced and, um, thoughtful and i don't know if necessarily that made people uh like it was great work done but i don't know if people like necessarily thought that like this dude is a better talker than some more joe
0: mm-hmm.
1: um to so i think that kind of what held him back because like he was doing more character work while joe was just coming out here throwing bombs on people like jeff hardy like poor jeff hardy yeah. and poor aj styles
0: yeah uh, Wendy, <laughs> yeah, you
1: but yeah. like this is look, I, I, I'm sorry, you know, we got out of hand. This isn't actually an apology, it's an intervention, Jeff. I'm sorry, yes. like, dude, that was yes. so funny, yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, Becky was it was a once in a lifetime run, let's just say that, like, yeah. and it almost makes you wonder if they took the chains off more people, what could happen.
1: Yes, you look at the back and you, yeah, like the promo stuff is what makes you think of like the people that they get opportunity, like Sami Zayn in particular, they get opportunity, and every time they get opportunity to talk or to wrestle on a in a match with any type of profile, like knock out the Park, and then you know it's like thanks, and like it's time to go back to to it's time to go to go back to the into the shelf, and you think of like all the talented people that you saw in NXT. And you thought like almost like you know main roster booking is almost gaslighting you into forgetting like how awesome these people were, um, whether it's Sasha or it's or whoever else. And then you remember it's like no, like we're not crazy. We've seen this. It's on tape. And like they, these people did good work. It's you know there's way too. They just have way too many fucking people to actually make all these people stars at the same time. And and also you don't know how to book. So like it's a double whammy. <laughs> and that's what you end know. up like. So maybe you know three, four, five years from now, Sasha gets her run, Sammy gets her run, like, they can fix Kevin Owens after, you know, making him a comedy geek, uh, for the last two years, so like, we, like, we've seen it, like, it, it exists, right, so, yeah. like, in the be- in the Becky thing, like, is one thing that makes me hopeful is, like, you know, they're hoarding a lot of talent, but, you know, eventually these contracts don't last forever, and, like, these people are going to be able to go somewhere eventually, and they're, or actually get, you know, a spotlight in the company and they're going to get their chance. They're going to get a legit, their legitimate due at some point. Otherwise, like we're going to be sitting here talking like, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now, maybe not on this show. I don't know if we could be doing this show another five, 50 years, but, but, um, but we're going to be talking about uh like so-and-so and how underutilized the world, how we, you know, a lot of us are talking about like, you know, Dynamite Kid or the Cruiserweights back in the day. In the '90s in WCW, about how talented they were, and eventually they got they actually got a shot, and they proved how good they were. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um. So the Miss Elizabeth Woman of the Year award. <laughs> so, um, I, y'all, y'all already know what it is, but we gonna read off names anyway. Um, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> okay, so you talked about
1: uh, Becky, or sorry, you talked about uh, Larry Bird and the three-point shooting contest how you, the last time you walked up with the finger. This is basically the same thing, the same uh, <laughs> uh, yes, three-point shooting contest where he's, room, worse. he's like, who's coming in second?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so we got Ronda Rousey, Kyrie Sane, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, and Oscar. So um, the person with the last place votes. With 29 points, Asuka. Apparently, putting her on ice for eight months was not the way, and it showed in the voting. Regardless of her Royal Rumble win and title victory and her excellent TV work leading up to WrestleMania, there's just a huge block of time that she couldn't overcome.
1: Yeah, like her her run is very indicative of the year for WWE and also the women, where the beginning... um, the beginning and the build is strong. And then uh, they have a, and then, you know, she actually has the best match of WrestleMania, um, singles match of WrestleMania. And then there's not much. And then by the time we get towards the end of the year, like they give her another shot. And like, what do you know? She's still hot because people respect her.
0: Yep. Um, so in third place with 74 points, Charlotte. In second place with 82 points, Ronda Rousey. In number one with a whopping two hundred and sixteen points, receiving sixty five first place votes, with no one else getting more than five, the man, Becky Lynch. Wow. So You remember when Ronda that, Rousey told that guy in the audience, like like um, like you're not a man, like apparently y'all yeah. ain't women on this category because this was this was Becky Lynch just dominating out huh. here. Okay.
1: Yeah, so yeah, um we talked we talked about this um on the on the first run of this. Uh, and I mentioned this to you and this uh, quiet as kept like they actually built Becky. Um whether by hook or by crook or by on um, purpose or total accident. Um she's only been pinned one time since like May. Um or no I'm sorry, either May or June. Uh, so like she got pinned at Survivor or sorry, SummerSlam. And, you know, other than that, like she she keeps winning and beating people and talking shit and kicking ass and they like it's almost a shot that she got over, right? <laughs> so um and they always had plans for her to do something cool next. Um, so I guess my question for you would be how do you feel about the Rhonda versus Charlotte voting?
0: So looking at what Rhonda did and against Charlotte I've had Charlotte above her. Uh, I don't think they got it right there, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't be mad at it because Rousey like delivered in all her spots consistently at one level. I think Charlotte mm-hmm. was at a point where she put in some stuff that was just awful. And that, you know, with the Carmela stuff and then, yeah. but her peaks were higher and I always value peaks, you know, mm-hmm. and same here, you know, she looked, somebody had to wrestle Becky and it was charlotte and i don't think someone else could have played that role of being rebelled against better and- same
1: same here like right now if you ask me outside of oscar or outside of oscar right now like who is the best worker for d- the wwe style right now for in the women's division it's charlotte like ever ever since um Hell in a sell like these matches that she's having on pay-per-view are just like there, you actually feel the actual like struggle of a match. Is none of these like some the, most of these matches, you know, they're all polished and is in the you know, and they get into like chain wrestling and it's really slick and everything else. And like hers, her matches look like real struggles. Like that Ronda match was like a complete struggle of this tall Amazon of a woman trying to wrestle, um, this just this judoka and. You know it was awesome. um I, I just I just love where she's where she's become as a wrestler as far as like the other aspects outside of the the physical, like the acting, um showing you how portraying how like physical things are and how tough things are and how desperate you are at the end of matches. Like that's like we're going to get to it, but like my match of the year is like her and and Becky, basically just like just literally in desperate desperate to hope that the other person will just not get up,
0: get up at 10, just stay down. So moving on um, to our next award, the Bret Hart versus stone cold, Steve Austin feud of the year. Our nominees, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy, mustache mountain versus undisputed era, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, Daniel Bryan versus AJ styles and Kyrie Sain versus Shayna Baszler. So Coming in at the last place, uh, with 25 points, Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. Uh, They received one first-place vote. Um, hmm, Somebody got to be last. (laughs) These are all excellent. Yeah, All of them. So, um, in third place, uh, with 49 points, Mustache Mountain versus the Undisputed Era. In second place, with 147 points. Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. And in first place, with 197 points, a whopping 51 first place votes, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in your Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin feud of the year. I think they, for me, I voted number one for Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. Those three matches, I think it didn't have enough in the story, but me, I'm more about the wrestling anyway those three matches were just insane. Like excellence, like on every level, like five star matches, four and three quarter matches, just crazy with those guys.
1: I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a great feud. Um, And I think, I think their, their second match, um, the one on TV that their best match, like, uh, like how, crowd, how how ridiculously hot that crowd was, the acting done by by uh, Seven the cell that the cell is, is bum knee, um, the agony that you see from everybody, like the work that Ed Roddy and and um and um and uh, Kyle are are doing, like I absolutely see why you feel that why you feel that way. Like there are no there were no quote unquote um right answers for this because all these things, all these everything we elected I felt like was excellent, um. But I kind of, it was so short that I don't think people were able to grasp, like, like it was a flash. I don't, I don't know if people it, know what they it felt saw. Like, like, you I know don't... what it felt, like? it felt like? It felt like almost like the AJ Styles and, um, it was better, but I'm saying it felt almost like the AJ Styles and Roman Reigns few. Like it was like, we only got two matches out of that. Mm-hmm. It was, it, you know, it was, it was awesome, but we only got two matches of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And number one, Gargano and Ciampa, like you know, some people say it's, it's a little bit too heavy on the drama side. Apparently, our voters didn't agree.
1: <laughs> I mean, it got to that point by the time we had the third one. And also, like, you can also ding it for like the wrong person won by the end of the fucking thing, and like they made John like a like a plate of piss by the end of it. Like he lost, he loses he lost two matches in little...
0: handcuffs, like twice, yeah, twice, twice, Rich, yeah,
1: twice, yeah, like. And and in the process, after being the top babyface in the in the brand, they turn the top babyface in the brand heel with no replacement. Yeah, like if this was develop, if this was an actual promotion set of developmental, they would have hemorrhaged
0: money. Yeah, they're not worried about making money in NXT. So <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, they're just out here telling stories. And granted, like I love the I love where he is as a heel. I love like the story where it's like, look. Johnny is lost. He's a is a lost soul, and basically, Alistair is supposed to re- get revengeous and also like maybe like kick his face, maybe kick his yeah. brain in the into gear, and make him make some damn make him start making sense again because he's lost. But like that, you know, this this would have not if this were if this was supposed to be about making money. They made a bad decision. Um, so, but yeah, like you know, it, this Becky. whole entire thing was a big. This whole entire thing is like almost like the end all and be all of the entire year in NXT where. Um, you know, Johnny goes out there and has, you know, maybe the best match in WWE history in Philadelphia. And this asshole comes out and whacks him uh, across the back. Then it goes to New Orleans and they have maybe the greatest match in the company history. Um, and then we have two other matches that are also excellent, but just don't match up with what they did in the first match because it was so incredible. And I think they probably needed more space between it. Um, and they decided just to run it all back and, to back to back. And more variance. Yeah, like, because they kept, like, they had three no rules matches. It's like, okay, like, when are we, are we, and we know how good they both are. Like, they can go out there and have a rust, real wrestling match. And they decided to, like, basically start with the blow off match and then work backwards and become more, more, um, more uh, civilized as, as the match, as the few progressed, which is kind of like, you know, kind of threw people off. So, you know,
0: Charlotte and Becky on the main roster was, like, it was a battle for the soul of, of, like, the fans, essentially. And Charlotte wasn't necessarily a representative, like, of not being amongst the fans. But it was, like, yo, she is the person that has stood in the way of this woman that we love, like, all the And every time. other woman that we've loved. Yeah. And it was like, somebody got whooped Debo's ass. Like in, and Becky, not only like whooped Debo's ass, she, she became Debo. Like like when
1: is she is basically like, okay, so Charlotte has been in the, been on the main roster since, since the summer of 2015, she's won every single fucking feud she's been in. Like, when is somebody going to actually stop this or basically stop her at one point or whatever else, or actually like elevate themselves to actually be in her class. And, they gave it to us and they also got the best performances of Charlotte's career out of it too. And so for me it was it was just um It would it felt like it felt like while Becky was taken off and reached this level, that like people shouldn't lose sight of the fact that like Charlotte also this is one of the rare one sided feuds where like both people actually elevated their stock. Like, I remember when they first came into um when we first started seeing Charlotte on NXT and we both thought, we both talked about like, bro, like could her and Sasha like, like become like main eventers on the main roster. Could they be like the best ever? Um, that sort of talk. And then like, you know, because of the way they protected Charlotte, she was getting there. Or she, they kept her. They kept her protected to where she, she was all, like she was the ace, clearly the ace. It was undisputed whether who was the ace in, in this. And then like somebody came for her, and it actually elevated everything along with Ronda. Like these three women have put this whole fucking thing on their back to uh, to this point. And like I mean, even not just from a critical perspective, also from like a, a casual fan perspective. Like I don't know how you watch your SmackDown television over the last four months and don't come across thinking like this is the best stuff they're doing.
0: Right. Because it was. <clears throat> so congratulations to Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa winning the, uh, the Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin feud of the year. Yep. And up next. Quick question. Yeah. Main roster only, right? Where would
1: you put this? Where would you have put Becky and Charlotte as far as, like, a, a feud over, like, the the seven years you've been watching this? Like, what would you put in front of it?
0: I think you got to think about Daniel Bryan and The Authority. hmm John Cena and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um... A lot of stuff might be like Sef, slipping Sef in my D mind before, right now. Steph
1: Dean before this year, will you will you put that in front of it or
0: behind it? I would actually probably put this on par with that. Okay. Um. But yeah, hey, John Dude. Cena, CM Punk, uh, AJ Cena, AJ and Cena was awesome as well. Um, Zayn and Owens. Yeah. Uh, um, they yeah. did it
1: too much. Yeah. Like at his peak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is one of those. Like, <laughs> so. Strowman. Do you use Strowman Roman? Strowman Roman. Yep. Um, but yeah, up next, we've got the Macho Man Randy Savage Best Dressed Ring Gear Award. Now, this one's going to piss me off. I can tell already. <laughs> but let's get to the nominees. Um, your nominees, Sasha Banks, The Velveteen Dream, Mustafa Ali, Johnny Gargano, Daniel Bryan, Alicia Fox, Ricochet, Tony Nese, and The New Day. Now, James, with five points total, Daniel Bryan. I don't know if these people didn't look at all the different patterns that this man rolled out with. He switched his color scheme at least three times.
1: The Phoenix gear alone was so incredible that I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm sorry. Like, this is, like, I... As somebody that thought that Daniel Bryan, and like when he was still in his prime, had some of the best gear in the company, along with like CM Punk and like Jericho, when Jericho was doing the Y2K or the, the, the 2010, 13, or 2012, 13 stuff, like his, you know, the Daniel Bryan anarchist stuff was like incredible. Like and I thought this Phoenix thing was even better. And then when you threw out like the Seahawks the old school Seahawks color scheme from the eighties and nineties, like I thought like it
0: was incredible. And then when he but turned, apparently like, he y'all made, thought like, different. And when he, yeah, and when he turned he like went the dark version of all that, like, yeah. I I think y'all missed the boat on this. Like <laughs> and Alicia Fox really didn't get a lot of love, neither did Tony Nese. Um Which is ridiculous.
1: But- I mean, this this is a thing where like there were a bunch of people that all like I think this is like people playing favorites.
0: Yeah, so with 48 points in third place, Sasha Banks. With 64 points in second place, The New Day. And number one, with 216 points, with 62 first place votes, The Velveteen Dream. I just want to say the one, two, three is us, but that level of dominance, this is injustice. Sasha Banks was clearly the number one dress person all throughout the year. Originality, like the, how good that originality looked and just literally year after year after year of doing this.
1: I think the, I think the only thing that might like hurt her is, um, a lot of stuff you see her in is stuff that you've seen from prior years. Maybe that's what it is. And the fact that like, you ever, you only see uh, Velveteen, what, you've probably seen, what, in the 16 matches on NXT this year? Yeah. So, like, he's wearing something different, like at, at TakeOvers or whatever else. But I, my, my main thing is, like, the stuff he wore was not stuff that is, like, like, it's cool and is referential, but at the same time, it's, like, a lot of it's like the Rick Rue spray paint, you know, a gimmick on there, somebody else's stuff or whatever. I, I, I just don't. Like would you
0: actually want to like wear that? Like if you were a wrestler, would you want to wear that? If that was your gimmick or excuse nah, me, if serious. that wasn't your gimmick,
1: like airbrushing people, like airbrushing, not really. Like that shit was like, and a lot okay, of airbrushing like, was a shit in the nineties. And then it got a, it got a, a run back like during no. like the Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott, like um, early 2000 shit. And then like, after that, it just kind of became it was dumb, but like really, like that was some shit that was done by by Rick Rude thirty years ago. Yeah, let's like, keep it
0: a buck. A yeah. lot of this stuff was just tribute stuff. Like, yeah, that's what it like was. The Hogan, like the Hogan, dressing like fucking
1: Hollywood Hogan. It's yeah, like, okay. Yeah,
0: I, I think Rick Shea should have did better here. I think Alicia should have did better. I definitely think Sasha should have probably been number one. And I, the New I'm, Day I'm was really excellent.
1: The New- I'm really surprised at the New Day thing because like the new day stuff is like, well, there's three of them. So they almost, it's almost like sheen. Cause they, you know, cause it's three of them. Yeah. Um, and also like they've kind of have done like more, well, the, the, like the, stuff the is, stuff but, is like, wrong. I like all that. Shit is, yeah, yeah. All of it's wrong, but all the shit has been about pan has been pancake related and it's been going on for like over a year now.
0: Yeah. Interesting voting on this one. I, I thought y'all would show a little bit more, more love here. Uh for around the board, but Velveteen Dream was was what y'all said. So oh. up next, a new award. The Put 'Em in a Coffin Award. So this is the wrestler that needs to start completely over or go away. And I'm upset at myself that I left someone off of this. Two people actually. Um actually one. Shane McMahon should have been on this. And I don't know why I didn't think of him, but he should have been on this. So save, well, you can make
1: an argument that like virtually every single main, um, part-timer should be on there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, let's get to it. Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley, Bobby Roode, The Iconics, Bray Wyatt, Kona Reeves, and The Undertaker. So, starting at the bottom with 16 points, The Iconics. And they got one single first place, or excuse me, uh, no, I take that back. They, um, 16 points, they were at the bottom. So apparently people like the Iconics, James.
1: Dude, every time they've been on TV, they've been terrible. Especially their, especially like their gimmick is to do bad comedy. Yeah. And be
0: lame. Their gimmick is to be lame heels. Not, not unlikable heels, lame heels. So the battle for number two and three in this award was separated by one single point. One voting point, so one voter swung this, so no one never th- think your vote doesn't matter here, so with ninety three points, mojo Raleigh with ninety four points in second baron Corbin, and number one with one hundred thirty nine points dung the undertaker, it's time to go,
1: yeah. Undertaker had two of had the two worst high profile matches of the year on the main roster between um, <sighs> Super Showdown and cr- You Got to Do It. I can't do it. I can't get my voice that low. Crown Jewel. Yeah, there you go. So like both of those matches, like made you made you know that like he shouldn't be wrestling anymore. He should be done. So. Like it took that to save Baron Corbin from basically, essentially bum of the year.
0: And there's no way Mojo should be that close to Baron. Nope. Mojo even has, on TV. Yeah, Mojo's not on TV for one. Maybe it's like he's he, not taking he, the rating. Maybe, maybe people think he needs to go away and like rebuild himself or like a, leave the company. As
1: opposed, as opposed to Baron Corbin taking the rating every year, every yeah, single week.
0: I, I don't know how that's that close because Mojo Riley has proved himself to be an innovator. Like they stole the cell phone concept from him, and it's their fault they didn't do it as well as him because that guy was killing it. Like, on Twitter, just, like, it's something he would do. And I think there's something there with him. He's limited, but I think there's something there with him. If you were wanting me to bet on anybody that's not The Undertaker for, like, the next, like, if this was, like, equal, right, I would take either Bray Wyatt or Mojo Rawley on this list. But...
1: Yeah. yeah, I tend to agree because they're both, like, both of them as talkers are, like, dynamic enough to actually, like, get somewhere. Um, Like, Bray Wyatt, you just got to have him stop talking about fucking nonsense, but obviously you've seen that man talk. Any, anybody that, like, even if you, like, just jaded and over his shit, like, you still know that dude's a very talented, compelling talker. Um, you just have to channel it in a different way from what they've done in the past. So, yeah, I agree with you.
0: So, The Undertaker, it's time to go play I like, Showing up at WrestleMania for the check, uh, rolling out, not showing up for builds, and then showing up randomly and being announced in all these places. The way they're handling this character is ridiculous at this point. And it's been time for a while. Rich. I don't, yeah.
1: He squashed John Cena so that he can put over Triple H this year.
0: Yes. What? I, I I'll never understand it. I will never understand it, and Cena ain't been right since. Like, 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 say what you want. Going into WrestleMania, this was about John Cena. This entire WrestleMania buildup, he made everything fall in place, and then he got to the Undertaker. He lost Nikki Bella. He all of a sudden started growing his hair all crazy. He looks washed now. So I don't, like, I don't know what the fuck happened to John after this, but. Up next, um, our next award, the NXT Performer of the Year. So our nominees, Johnny Gargano, Ricochet, Tommaso Ciampa, The Velveteen Dream, Undisputed Era, Shayna Baszler, Alistair Black, and Pete Dunne. So starting at the bottom with 18 points, Shayna Baszler. Um, and then our top three. With 67 points, the Undisputed Era. With 94 points, Tommaso Ciampa. And number one, your NAC Performer of the Year, with 142 points, Johnny Gargano. Keeping in line with the rest of the voting, not really shocked here. I am shocked that Ricochet only got 26 points. He's been the North American champion half the year. He's been electric. It just didn't yep. translate to the voting for some reason.
1: Maybe, maybe it's uh maybe it's the fact that he's not a great promo. Maybe
0: that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe. And you know, all the homeboys and all that stuff. <laughs> oh God. I thought, I forgot about the homeboys. He so just brought it up. Come <sighs> on, man.
1: You just you... so <laughs> we were past that. We, yeah. we ain't heard a homeboy in months.
0: Yeah. So Velveteen Dream just missed out on a third place tie with um uh Undisputed Era. They were three points behind. Pete other voters, Pete Dunn thirty three, Alistair Black thirty nine. So you guys knew what you wanted in this one. So it was Johnny Gargano. What can what else can we say about Johnny that we haven't said yet?
1: I'm sure if I got enough if I had enough time, um we were pressed for time, I could come up with more. Yeah, I, I think that um if you look through it, I, I feel like, you know, all these people were uh, I felt like there'd be more variety, um, except for the top spot, but um but I get it. I I kinda of like you look at back at like Alistair's year and it's like I mean, granted, they they screwed him when they gave him that freaking the freaking um Lars match, but yeah. outside of that, like he was as good as everybody. He was good as he, was, he was basically as good as uh Ricochet I said and they didn't give him a Lars.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> Up next, the most disappointing, biggest letdown award. The nominees. WrestleMania thirty four. The AJ vs. Shinsuke Nakamura feud. In quotations, Sasha vs. Bayley. Daniel Bryan's follow-up to his return. The sacrifices of both tag team divisions. The Seth Rollins vs. Dean Ambrose feud. And cutting Braun Strowman off repeatedly over and over despite his momentum. Starting at the bottom with 39 points daniel bryan's follow-up to his return so apparently people didn't see what was wrong with it james well i think what happened is the fact he turned
1: it around so people like apparently, it hurt it. apparently
0: wwe not, did a good job of making people forget what the fuck happened before that
1: no well, I, I mean but the thing is like he's been doing so well the last two months that it is like okay like granted they did a bunch they did nothing it's almost like the oscar thing now, they did nothing with this person for a certain amount of time, but, like, now they're back, ba- now they're back on their good foot, right? <laughs> like the Jay-Z on, uh, on uh, Reasonable Doubt. How about your good foot? Like, yeah. that's what we are now, so we kind of just – like, we ain't here to talk about the past. Like, we're beyond yeah. that. Like, I so, think that's
0: what it is. In third place, with 89 points, cutting Braun Strowman off over and over despite his momentum. Mm. In second place, with 95 points – in quotations Sasha versus Bailey and number 1 with 116 points AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura the feud as a staff record label and crew where was wrestlemania 34
1: Okay, so I voted WrestleMania 34 for number 1 because it encapsulates a bunch of these a few of these things, right? Okay, so if you want to talk about the disappointment that was the Shinsuke versus um versus AJ uh feud, well the first match happened where, Rich? At WrestleMania, WrestleMania 34. 34. If you want to talk about like uh, us, like cutting or cut undercutting Braun Strowman, which finished what third on this list?
0: Yes. What What did he do at WrestleMania, Rich? He tag team with a ten year old child and made his own comeback.
1: Yeah. So. That kind of set the agenda for the rest of the year, and also like, if you want oh, to also another one, you want to start to talk about Daniel Bryan in the beginning and how bad the beginning of his run
0: was. Well, what did they do in his first match? They, they tried, jumped they him. They tried to do
1: a stretcher job with him.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: At WrestleMania. So it was and like, the
0: sacrifices of the tag team divisions. Where did that begin? WrestleMania.
1: WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, and a five minute squash match, and also the Strowman shit we just previously talked about. Like. All of these things lead back to WrestleMania. I don't know if you guys didn't remember or whatever else, but like y'all just you y'all, so- y'all
0: overruled WrestleMania 34 is the most disappointing thing. <laughs> y'all overruled on that. Sorry, yeah. Jack. Like, <laughs> um, after that, uh, one of my favorite uh awards that we give out, and this is like in uh, this came across. I want to say a couple years ago, maybe maybe last year. The Jeff Jarrett Finesser of the Year Award. This is the wrestler that took advantage of their situation to get the most. And I can't even get to these guys yet without talking about what Jeff fucking Jarrett did this year. His his damn self. This man tried to scam ticket packages to Wrestle Kingdom. This man came through. He was at all in.
1: no, no, wait, wait. And then as he got caught with someone saying it was a scam for how ridiculous prices were, he immediately tried they immediately tried to like lower the prices like on Twitter at in real yes. time.
0: Yes. This man was able to finesse himself into a walkout and a check to show up at all in. He um uh, wasn't he trying to sue uh and get Anthem shut down because of the yes, impact thing? Yes, yes, because of the
1: color scheme match GFWs. Trying to get a check anywhere. He, yes. he went into the so, fucking WWE Hall of
0: Fame, James. Yes, no, there's another one, right? There's another one. Triple Mania! Triple Mania! Yes, he was a world champion there and in and in, in, in got in a headlining position there. Jeff Jarrett had Look, if the name if the award wasn't named after him, he would have won. I just wanted to go through his year <laughs> just to let y'all know, there is a reason the Jeff Jarrett Finesse of the Year Award exists. So, with that being said, and you guys now know how this works, the five nominees. Chris Jericho. Of course, Chris Jericho ended up getting a belt with New Japan. <laughs> he came out there and got all that money. Uh, you know, and hooking up with the elite, this man indoctrinated himself into that and became a hot name internationally. When he decided that I need to get out of WWE at this point, he couldn't have done it any better.
1: Better yet. He does Russell kingdom 12 on January 4th. And then a few weeks later, He gets a check to show up just to, like, put uh, Elias on the list for Raw 25.
0: Correct. And then also, he got $100,000 from Vince McMahon to be number 50 in the greatest Royal Rumble. This dude was everywhere this year. (laughs) So, looking at it, he didn't even place.
1: Look the cruise, the, the cruise. cruise.
0: Yes, when, he's, when he has he has TNA
1: talent. He I'm sorry, he has Impact talent. Sorry, Caleb, and he also he has Ring of Honor talent. And they're like wrestling each other on his fucking cruise. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: then. Brock Lesnar, good God, just when you think he's about to leave, he signs another contract for millions of dollars and, and keeps the Universal title in his possession and literally is playing the UFC and Vince McMahon against each other without any tangible evidence of him moving the needle at all.
1: Yeah, in WWE. And the craziest part about it is, like, he has basically become Hogan from the WCW. Yes. We're like he he keeps leveraging his position. I and,
0: swear to God, we're in WCW right now, James, and no and, one sees it.
1: And it's in spite. No, I'm not. We're not there as far as how bad it is. Like there are parallels, though, right? Um, but he's a top person.
0: Lots of them. Like, he, by the he way, keeps himself,
1: he keeps <laughs> himself in a position to where he's still the top person because uh, he's leveraging him. So he has leverage. He keeps getting himself in these positions where like the Booker is like a mark for him.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And the other people that are supposed to like succeed him or whatever else, they're getting the finish fucked on them. Like, so
0: is Roman Reigns just Sting now?
1: I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Sting is is Roman Reigns or if Roman Reigns is Sting. I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I will say this: like, I mean, like, we never had no issue with the crowd getting behind Sting. So maybe, maybe Correct. we won't have to go that far. Yes, but like, dude, this is is wild. Is wild. Brock was
0: such a finesser, he ended up on this list twice, James. (laughs) The, the, The SummerSlam finish of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar where WWE finessed the crowd and rushed off the air like thieves in the night to switch the title to try to not get this man booed. Holy shit. Vince McMahon getting billions of dollars from the TV networks despite the quality of the shows and Daniel Bryan pitching a heel turn and getting the WWE title before Survivor Series. So, coming in last, the SummerSlam finish between Reigns and Lesnar with 35 points. I think that one's more that one should have got did a lot better than it did. But with in third place, Daniel Bryan pitching a heel turn and getting the WWE title before Survivor Series. With 97 points. In second place. Brock Lesnar. With 113 points. And your finesser. Your Jeff Jarrett finesser of the year. Vince McMahon. With 161 points. For getting billions of dollars. From TV networks. Despite the quality of the shows. And now the ratings. Yeah. Like this McMahon had
1: this shit sewn up by like what was that the spring when we found out about these? Yes. Early summer. Yes. Yeah. This is yeah, this is in the bag by like May, June, or whatever or whatever it was. So yeah,
0: it was gonna be him. A slim um, category but a loaded category at the same yes. time. Yes. Lots uh, of finessing going on out here. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely absolutely
0: well deserved number one. Congratulations, Vince. Good grief. Um Yeah, man. So um up next, we've got the Vince Russo Who Booked This Shit Award. I almost want to change it to the Vince McMahon Who Booked This Shit Award, <laughs> but James wouldn't let me. Um, yeah, man, so let's go through the nominees here. The Undertaker versus John Cena match at WrestleMania 34 along with The Feud. Roman Reigns getting his head bust and losing at WrestleMania 34. Bobby Lashley's sisters. The initial Becky Lynch heel turn. And, you know, that's not the story you were told. The AJ Styles pay-per-view match finishes, which I had had it up to fucking here with uh, as they were going on. Brock Lesnar returning at Hell in a Cell. Crown Jewel. And Daniel Bryan's first eight months back. So, all the way at the bottom. 24 points. Becky Lynch's initial heel turn. Then, in third place, with 74 points, Roman Reigns getting his head bust and losing at WrestleMania 34. In second place, with 114 points, WWE Crown Jewel. And number one, this one was a shocker, but I remember writing a column about it at the time, and talking about how bad it was and, and lighting them on fire and getting people to tell on themselves in comment sections with 134 points, Bobby Lashley's sisters.
1: Okay. So, if you look at the impact of all of these, um, what was the third one again? Sorry.
0: Reigns getting his head bust and losing at WrestleMania 34.
1: And number two...
0: Uh, wwe crown jewel
1: okay so as far as a you know as far as the impact or or lasting impact um deal um yes the bobby lash thing was probably the worst segment of the year yes. or amongst them um definitely amongst them however you built this fuck you built one fucking guy for four fucking years and it's supposed to be the culmination of all this shit you've gone through, and all the shit that you've been willing to gloss over and ignore, and pretend it doesn't exist, um, and and cut off all these other fucking people that could have had a shot to get to that spot, but you, but you're so dead set on having to be this one fucking guy or or whatever else, in spite of everybody else. And then it gets up to that point, and then literally cut him off and say, "No, nah, we're not doing it." Like it, it, it's the dumbest shit ever. Like. And, and, and then also in the way that they did it, too, where they, you know, like, it, you could have made an argument that this, if this had happened, like, 20 years ago, like, that, like, Roman Reigns retire, like just leaves. He leaves the company after this. He goes to, W like, he leaves, like, if he's in WCW, he leaves he goes to WWF. If he's in WWF, he leaves and he goes to WCW. Or or he sits out his contract or waits out or whatever else. Or asks for his release and gets it. Like, it, it's, it's the dumbest shit ever. um Or one of the dumbest things that they've ever done. Uh, from a uh, from a main event standpoint, and also from a long long term standpoint, like it it served it benefited nobody. Smash no one wanted to see. It's a match that, that got shat on. Um, it's the most shadow match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm sorry. Like, it, and we're talking about we're comparing that to Bobby Lash and Bobby Lashley. That was a fucking it was preliminary segment. feud. Yeah, it's a bottom of the card feud. Yeah, who gives a shit? Like, I mean, it sucked. I'm mean, wrong. I love you. Yeah, I've never seen, but I know it sucked. But I've seen parts of it that sucked, but no. Absolutely not.
0: And it had 28 first place votes, so whatever it was about that segment, y'all really hated that shit, so maybe y'all read the column. So, um, mm. yeah. But, yeah, Bobby Lashley's sisters, a really bad idea on all fronts. Um, and Crown Jewel was just horrible. From I didn't watch the show, but everything I, I heard about it, horrible.
1: The title match in Crown Jewel is because Brock Lesnar has the belt. Why? because of what you did with Roman.
0: Yep. So, up next, the gimmick of the year. I think we need to name that award eventually, James.
1: Gimmick the yeah. the so and so gimmick of the year?
0: Yeah. Eventually we'll name that. Um so, our nominees. The Mish to Plant Gimmick of the Year. My god. <laughs> the year on the list or the, the you the just Chris made the Jericho list gimmick light the up year. the Chris Jericho light up jacket gimmick of the year like <laughs> Oh, man. The, uh, rock
1: gimm- the, the Rock gimmick of the year. Wow. Because The Rock was a gimmick. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Just, just, like, pretend to be Deion Sanders or yeah. some shit similar to that.
0: <laughs> Boy. um. Uh, so, our nominees, Velveteen Dream's Entire Aura, Champa's Heel Persona, The Man, Becky Lynch, Monday Night Rollins, Get These Hands from Braun Strowman, and... The undisputed era's entire aura and just everything has to do with their act. So, starting at the bottom with twenty-two points, Monday Night Rollins. That's surprising, because like it's
1: actually as much of a gimmick as pretty much anything else on this list. Like, I mean, no knock against um, Tommaso or uh, or. Velveteens, you know, talking about like their presence or whatever, but their presence aren't in their characters. They also aren't necessarily gimmicks. Those are more characters and actual like gimmicks or like things to get themselves over, as opposed to like they're just being quote unquote them. Like the man is a gimmick. Monday Night Rollins was a gimmick, and it was a damn good gimmick. Like, and I remember if I remember correctly, like he does that, and then like either the next week or immediately goes into the gauntlet and then does that, like.
0: He has a string of matches in the beginning of the year, um, like is every Monday is like yes, yep. And it was
1: like, and he literally said, he literally comes out there, cuts a backstage promo, some my Monday Night Rawlings, and then goes out and just like kills it in the ring. And then people got behind him. He was as over as he had ever been as a baby face. Like I, I thought that was a major success. I think maybe people just like kind of lost track of it and lost sight of it over the year because you know because it like it got buried and, like complete. Like not even mentioned since like
0: the shield got back together. Yep. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. i don't know you, bro. The shield is like the fucking like, <laughs> like <laughs> that shit's the antidote. Like that shit will kill
1: kill <laughs> off the, everything.
0: I mean, like, like, <laughs> the what?
1: You said the antidote. The antidote means like it's it's supposed my to fault. save you. Yeah, from yeah my fault. What, the what's poison? the opposite?
0: Yeah, yeah. The shield is the is the poison that Vision Man was <laughs> talking about. Um. So without further ado, uh, in third place, ninety-eight points, Velveteen Dream, entire aura second place with 105 points tomaso champa's heel persona uh and number one who else winning every award that she's available for damn near um every solo award the man with 190 points becky lynch what else can be said about becky that we haven't already said she's the man and the thing with the man thing it's not for gender it's this idea of being the top dog, that's what they're called in this business, is the man. And it is her looking at like, this voting.
1: It for me, like, it's so smart from like the, the And she has fifty four first place votes, by the way. Okay. So like for me, it's so smart from the perspective of like her calling herself the man is like is non gender conforming, which is like great for which is a great thing. And then also like there's also people that aren't necessarily even gonna like even like think about it on that on that level, mm-hmm. and also be like, yeah, that's that it. yeah, she's the top, she's a top dog, yeah, that's that's cool, yeah, I, I get that, I, I dig that, like so. And I then think, how I many how many dudes want how many dudes
0: how many dudes want to walk around with a shirt that says the man on it like is exactly yeah it.
1: like you know how many times I thought about like how this many more shirts they would sell, if, like, how many more women's shirts they would sell for the men, if, like, there was a shirt that was, um... that could, I guess, uh, uh, make, like, be that could actually, like, make, um... make noise with everybody else, or connect with everyone. Um, and this one absolutely does. So, like, I can't wait to find out, like, how well her stuff is, her merch is selling, like, from this point forward.
0: Yep. So... Let's get into it. The WWE Network special match of the year. So this is non-main roster. So everything that you can find on the network that airs on like the ancillary programs, like NXT, Two Hundred Five Live, May Young Classic, Takeovers. This is where, UK. yeah, UK. Um, this was where everything would come from. So number one nominee, uh, Andrade and Miss versus Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano vs. Tommaso Ciampa one, The NXT North American Ladder Match. Meiko Satomura vs. Mercedes Martinez. Mustafa Ali vs. Buddy Murphy, July 3rd, 205 Live. Mustache Mountain vs. Undisputed Era 2. Ricochet vs. Adam Cole. Ricochet vs. Pete Dunne. Aleister Black vs. Johnny Gargano. And Velveteen Dream vs. Tommaso Ciampa. So, starting with our lowest match. Mako Satomura versus Mercedes Martinez had 10 points. Uh, both Ricochet matches had 17 and 15, respectively. And from there, let's go to our top three with 80 points. And this was like literally the top three and everything else. just It just fell off a cliff after that. So mm-hmm. um, the North American ladder match was number three. Number two with 115 points, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Number one, and number one, with 133 points, Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano. I'm calling that an upset. I... Uh, okay, one's a
1: better... Okay, the Almas match is a better wrestle match because there's more wrestling involved. Yeah. However... I think that the other match was far more... There was a cathartic level of him actually fucking winning one of these damn takeover matches for once. Um,
0: and beating that guy.
1: Yeah, and also, like, is a, is a is a far more be- hated heel than Almas. And their story is so far beyond even the Almas stuff, because the Almas stuff was like, will he ever overcome um, Almas? And the answer was fucking no. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> and it and also it was like it was almost like that was the answer to like okay he's going to not win the title all right well he's going to be in the main event in new orleans and he's going to win the main event so like in he's big he's kind of bigger it starts at a point where he's bigger than the belt um for for most, most of the year so i you know i disagree but either one or, that, the two, or the two either I, I one, have, this is gonna be one two I just disagree in the order
0: I, I have the same um I have gargano and Chaba one Drade Saint almas and gargano two and the north American ladder match three so uh, I think, yeah, I, a think three that's, I think that's so yeah um WWE Wait, main is it
1: but, way? it's real funny that like okay so I think WWF has ever had um has only ever had four um four or five five-star matches ever mm-hmm. right
0: well, a couple more. They have, like, seven or eight, maybe nine. Really? Yeah. No, 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 but I'm not including NXT. Oh, okay, yeah, take that back. They probably have, like, yeah. six or seven.
1: Because, like, there's two Brett matches, there's two Shawn matches, there's the, uh... And, and then I, and there's Cena and Punk. I don't think there's anything else that I'm missing. That I can think of.
0: Undertaker and Shawn Michaels... Uh, they got it. That's one of casket. the Shawn matches. Yeah. It's one of the casket matches. Uh, Brett Hart, and Nolan Hart. That's one of the Brett matches. Yeah. I'm not sure. Hit us up. Let us know.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's five. Anyway, like there was four in W there four in NXT <laughs> this year. And like the fourth one, like, even like where did where did um the where did um uh undisputed versus British versus um Mustache Mountain two where did it end up ranking?
0: It had it was tied uh for fifth and that had thirty points and that tied with Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would I would have thought that would have got some more love. Maybe people didn't see it. Um. Yeah. So WWE main roster match of the year. Seth Rollins vs. The Miz at From Backlash 2018. The Shield vs. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. The 2018 Men's Royal Rumble. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe 3 at WWE Super Showdown. Asuka vs. Charlotte, WrestleMania 34. Becky Lynch vs. Charlotte at Evolution. Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. AJ Styles vs. Daniel Bryan at TLC. And Becky vs. Charlotte vs. Asuka at TLC. So, let's get to it. Starting at the bottom. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe with a whopping 8 points. Um, Third, with 81 points, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Uh-oh. Second. Uh-oh. Pla- Uh-oh. What? Yeah. I think I know what's about to happen. Yep. You know what's about to happen. S- okay. Second place. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Asuka. Yes! <laughs> with 104 points. Yes! And number one, with 121 points, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte at Evolution.
1: Yes! yes. Do you remember. Mark Sanchez, sorry ass, uh, found out that he got that call from the Jets, knowing he's about to get slid up to draft and get picked at fifth. When he thought he was going to like maybe fall outside the, the top ten, and he was like, he's like, he's on the. You can see him on the camera. He's like, yes, like some Jerry, like some Jerry Maguire <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> how I'm at it right now. This, yes, <laughs> this is my match of the year. I love this match. This was, this was like, this was one of my favorite matches in, like of the last seven years in WWE. Like, I remember watching this match at the end of it and I'm saying to myself, like, this might be my favorite match, like, of the last two years. Like, at least since, like, Cena and um, and AJ at uh, at Royal Rumble 2016 or 17. And, like, I didn't, you know, it had been so long in WWE before we got a match, like, to that level that I thought, like, maybe we're, maybe, like, we're just never going to get to that point. Maybe that's just for NXT. I don't know. And then that happened and I was just so happy. And like I remember I remember just like me, and you were worried that like Charlotte was going to belt back or whatever else. And then like she she it wasn't no sneak job or she wasn't going like she literally picked her up off of that damn top turnbuckle and power bombed her ass to hell through that table. We were like, You just got beat. You got you didn't get like, the fuse over. You lost. You never want to The It's over. You've been beaten. Like, the ace has been... The, literally, like, we talking about, like, the ace has been dethroned. Like, I'm the captain now. I'm the ace now. Yes. Like, look at me. Do you see, you see my... Do you see... Look at my eyes. <laughs> I'm the realest. Rib- it's feels right.
0: So, um... So I'm,
1: so happy. I'm so happy this won. I didn't know... I, think, I didn't know I could trust you motherfuckers, but apparently I did. <laughs>
0: So, uh, notable things, uh, Shield and McIntyre and Ziggler with 15 points. Uh, Rollins and Miz, which I held up for a long time, only ended up with 26 points. I think um, that might be
1: a, being like the first great match um, of the year on the main roster. I think that's what happened.
0: Uh, Men's Royal Rumble, 47. Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, 44. Uh, yeah, but match of the year, uh, I can't argue with it. I had you know Bryan and Styles at number one, Becky and Charlotte at number two, but no real argument there for me. I think I gave them the same rating, so... What did I end up... What was my ranking? I think I had the top three, just in different order. So you had... You had them, uh, Brian and Styles at number two, and then the three-way at number three. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So, the WWE pay-per-view of the year is our next category. Um, Nominees, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Evolution, Survivor Series... TLC and Hell in a Cell. So, so, you remember last year when we had like literally struggled to
1: come up to try to give come up with a number of pay per views that actually meet the status to be worthy of being voted on? This year was a lot different, especially the back half of the year.
0: Back half of the year came through. Yeah, thank God it did,
1: because <laughs> the first then no, like it was Royal Rumble and a whole bunch of
0: nothing. So. Starting at the bottom with 16 points. Hell in a cell. Fuck that show, James. <laughs> um, and all of our placers are well into 100 points. So in third place with 123 points, TLC. Mm. In second place with 126 points, the Royal Rumble. And number one with 162 points, Evolution.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. goddammit! it. Yes. Yes.
0: So James, James, living up to his gimmick right here. So <laughs>
1: Girl, you you. Talk about being our gimmick. Look, man. You, you looked up one new year for this whole fucking promotion. It was the turning point. Like, look. War. Sorry. Um. As far as coming up with giving you um a show where you were happy like nothing nothing was bad on the card you were ple- happy and, ple- and pleasant you weren't being down with heat throughout the card the only people that were heels that won they won for for a specific reason and then you had the match of the year apparently and you had a great and you had a really good main event and then, and then at the end, and we talked about this on the um, second half pr- uh, review of uh, pay per views. Like when Ronda won and walked rock- and walked out to the and ran up to the entrance with all all of the you know the history of the women's like then now forever and all that talk and see them all on the ramp and you see. Um, Sasha and Becky and Charlotte and Lita and Trish and Alondra Blaze and Stephanie up there and they're all just like happy. Like it was like that was like one of the best feel good moments of the year in a in a promotion that like feel good moments were few and far between. I was happy. Like it was very similar. It was like a it was almost like after Brooklyn after Brooklyn won when the four horsemen all like, you know, were in the ring after Bailey won time like times whatever. It's just so happy to see all that and you know every everything else that got nominated happened after it was a turning point it was like we're going to book for our audience because our audience because we actually give a fuck what our audience wants and likes and like they're doing more of that after since that part so like on the big cars that's what they're doing at the least like we still gotta we still gotta you know fix raw we still got a couple things here and there with smackdown but like if there's any reason to have any, uh, if there's actually really a turning point and we're going to look back at like when it turned around, it's going to be them looking at like evolution and be like, Oh shit. People actually like when we give them things, they give a fuck about and like enjoy. Like, so, so yes, I'm, I'm happy that evolution won. Do I think it actually holds up as a card to TLC? Probably not. But like, as far as like, I'm going to, when I go back and, you know, look back years from now, I'm going to remember evolution before I remember TLC even.
0: Yeah. Um it was a uh, obviously the first ever women's show. It was a show that created so much goodwill which didn't have a lot of goodwill going into it because obviously there was the Ronda Nikki thing that you know was decried for a bunch of different reasons. Uh Sasha Banks got in a prominent I mean, uh, position. The, uh,
1: yes, the yes, the bad placement for and positioning for for uh Sasha, absolutely and Bailey. Yep.
0: And you know but they overcame that and they they put together a card that was just it felt so fun it felt like the company it didn't even feel like WWE like <laughs> like that's how good it was like not, definitely not a main roster
1: it definitely felt more like a takeover
0: yeah um so congratulations to all the women on the evolution show who made that the pay-per-view of the year fire the men fire the men <laughs> So after that, uh, we've got the NXT TakeOver of the Year. So this one um, is very interesting here because, I don't know, I think people forgot about one of these shows, but maybe it's just something that had to come in last. Um, and maybe it's the function of the title match on that show. Uh, so let's get to it. Nominees, NXT TakeOver New Orleans, NXT TakeOver Chicago, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, NXT War Games and NXT Philadelphia.
1: So now, 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 if this comes out wonky, I'm going to blame you for the replacement on, on the thing because you didn't do it in a chronological order. You put the first pay-per-view last. So let's see how this goes.
0: <laughs> so um, with 55 points, the one at the bottom was NXT TakeOver Chicago. So um, after that, our third place NXT TakeOver Brooklyn with 89 points. Second place, with 119, NXT TakeOver War Games. And number one... Number one, NXT TakeOver New Orleans with 162 points, which is the greatest card in the history of this promotion.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least they got that part right. Now, War Games over Philadelphia?
0: Yes. Unquestionably.
1: Because, okay... All right, so you have the ALP, the ALP match with the with the shenanigans with um with with Roddy Strong joining um, Undisputed, right? That was a great match as it was happening.
0: Um, no, that, versus, you, you, no, you're 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 mixing stuff. Like, I am. Yeah, because Roger Strong didn't join so New Orleans. That happened
1: at New Orleans. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong on that. Um, okay. So what's the undercard on that? Philly's
0: Isn't, falls isn't there? Isn't that Adam short. Cole
1: versus? Isn't Adam Cole versus uh versus Alistair?
0: Yes. And it's not on the level like like of uh, war games. Like so, you got a war games match. You have the Velveteen Dream to Ciampa Chama match, and then you have Gargano and Alistair. Which those three matches alone, and,
1: and you have the sprint for the opener for the women's match. I understand that. There like it's go. four matches. I get it. I mean, or and if you want to throw out the fact they did the flash knockout thing with um with Riddle, fine. So I mean, you don't even have to really count that. But it popped the crown It was huge. So that I count that as a plus. Like granted. There is literally every single match on that card I would consider great, but one match went forty-seven minutes and it was not a five-star classic. It it had points where it drug. It, I, I wouldn't call it a bad. I wouldn't call anything. I would call it a great match, but it still went forty-five minutes, and you had two matches that immediately killed it as far as his performance in front of it. And like, if you're going to do that. Should have swapped both of them out. No, in order. so
0: so Velveteen Dream and Cassius Sono was not good. Amber Moon and Shane Basler wasn't on the level. And Cole and Black, I would say that in the War Games are like like you're probably looking at a four point two five versus a four. And then you know your tag team match isn't like one of those uh, Mustache Mountain uh, undisputed what era match? matches. It was the undisputed era versus Authors of Pain. Mm, okay, like. I think this one had uh, one really great match, one good match, and then the other three was just, eh, all right. Okay. But they got it right up top. NXT TakeOver New Orleans, probably the greatest card in the history of this promotion. Uh, th- with that match on top, the title match between Dragicee and Almas and Aleister Black, NXT North American ladder match, what, which kind of redefined what the six-man genre should look like at this point. Just so planned out, so, like, athletic and then dangerous at the same time. And everybody
1: had a purpose yep. and everybody had a chance to have a spotlight in the match.
0: Yep. And you get the big angle with Roger Strong joining Undisputed Era, just setting the tone for this year and absolutely kicking the shit out of WrestleMania 34. So I can't, I can't put over uh NC takeovers, uh new Orleans enough. So, um, and Brooklyn also was great too. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, our next award. Oh, wait, what card had the um...
1: Brooklyn had the Velveteen? What? Okay, what? Where was it? I'm guessing Chicago is where they had the uh, the the Lars match, right? Yes.
0: Uh okay. All right. They knew damn well to better than the rolling to Brooklyn with Lars Sullivan challenging for the for the damn title. And then Brooklyn had the EC three match brooklyn had the ec3 and velveteen dream
1: yeah okay
0: so um from there like brooklyn had the undisputed era mustache mountain rich adam cole Kyrie st and shane baszler and then the right. last man standing uh gargano right. and champa so right interesting
1: so yeah so basically what happened is like war games had zero holes brooklyn had zero holes but brooklyn had um five matches and war games really only had four
0: so yeah The next uh, award, the TV Performer of the Year. So this is a little different from Pay-Per-View Performer of the Year. Obviously, on television, you're probably not going to get to go as long. but In some cases, you do, but it's not a regular thing. So our nominees, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, Pete Dunne, AJ Styles, Johnny Gargano, and Roman Reigns. So I wanted to, like try to get Roman on there somewhere. And I thought this was the category that he fit best in because, you know, if you just look at the year that he had uh, on yeah. TV, it was great against Mojo on TV. Uh, Miz. Miz, Finn Balor. He was in a gauntlet match. Yep. Just, just a lot of like, you know, cool little moments for him there. Um, yeah. Cool little. Um, yeah. Oh. So we're going to start at the bottom with nine points, Finn Balor. So, I thought they kind of disrespected Finn there because everyone else ended up with points. Roman Reigns ended up with 15. So it wasn't like he got much more, Um, but we had a tie for the third place vote here between Johnny Gargano and AJ Styles with 84 points each. And it's like they both ended up with the same amount of first place votes. AJ Styles got one more second place vote, and Gargano got three more third place votes. That is about as close as it gets uh on that. So I'm gonna just declare that a tie with it with, with those guys. Okay uh, at three. Because we I tried to run an informal poll on in our social supless thing, but of course. You know these guys can figure out how to do it. Started adding people on. I was like, "Bro, yes. this wasn't for you to add to." Like, so uh, yeah. I have retaken control.
1: And... What did what What did you? Okay, so let's do this. What did you vote? Or what was your order for it?
0: Okay, so my order for uh, TV performer of the year: number one, Pete Dunn number mm-hmm. two, Seth Rollins; number three, AJ Styles. Okay, and what did I have? You had. Let's see. You had number 1 Pete Dunn, number 2 Johnny Gargano, number 3 Seth Rollins. Mm.
1: Yeah man, that's tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Like that's that's, about, yeah. that's the closest voting on here. So, um number 2, second place with 89 points, Caleb is going to like this a whole lot. Mustafa Ali. So Mustafa Ali, well re- re- represented in the TV Performer of the Year category. And number one, we get on him a lot. We've gotten on him a lot lately in these past couple weeks, James. But with, hun- with 106 points, Seth Rollins. People didn't forget about Monday Night Rollins.
1: Yeah, which also is like, if you didn't forget about him, maybe you should vote more for him for Gimmick of the Year because...
0: You know, but yeah. uh, <laughs> or wrestler of the year or something. Yeah, yeah. are you surprised at like?
1: Are you surprised at like how like they sandbagged? Uh, people just didn't vote for Dunn because I feel like they, I feel like Dunn got fucked. I feel like I really Dunn,
0: do. I feel like Dunn got really fucked. So he finished in okay. So if we got that tie for for third, he had the next uh, amount. Of, he had fifty six points. So yeah, yeah. I think Pete Dunn got fucked here, um, big time. Mike, I did I did I not vote for Pete Dunne? You voted for Pete Dunne. I voted for Pete Dunne first. Yeah, so right. did you. Uh, yeah. if, if we contrast it with our Shawn Michaels uh, in ring performer of the year award, Seth Rollins had fifty eight points and Pete Dunne had fifty six. So I wonder what the variance is there. If, Wait, if, if, what? Yeah. Like okay, so where are you watching Pete Dunne other than on fucking TV? Yeah, so. What? I don't know, man. That's that's uh, okay, we we, we gonna have to like we're gonna have a conversation about these like the just the trends that I noticed like in there. Uh, we're like I said, we're a little crunch for time today, but uh, we're trying to get through these. But yeah, um, the TV performer of the year, Seth Rollins. Any surprise there?
1: Uh, I, I'm. I mean, outside of the fact that Dundon win, yeah. Um. Or no, not really. Like I mean, Seth's deserving. Seth killed in the first half of the year. Like honestly, that's his really his only, or that's his biggest claim to fame for this year. And you know, in a in a year on the main roster where there were only like there were less than a handful of people that um had their best years that have had more than like you know a few years on the on the main roster, um or more than a couple of years on the main roster. Like yeah, his his biggest claim to fame was the matches. So so yeah, I, I definitely see why people uh, felt that way, but I feel like you know. Ternal NXT and NXT uh, UK, please.
0: Yeah, and you'll see Pete done. So, um, yeah, man. Um, the next award, the Die Rocky Die Failure of the Year Award. Worst Long-Term Direction. Our nominees, the Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns saga. Oscar Street goes up in smoke and subsequent use. The old-timers won't slash can't quit. Carmella and Alexa Bliss strangle uh, their title reign strangle the women's divisions. Continued use of Roman Reigns' illness for heat and storylines and pushing Baron Corbin as a top act on Monday Night Raw creating free-falling ratings. Starting at the bottom. Continued use of Roman Reigns' illness for heat and storylines with only 30 points. With 31 points, Carmelo and Alexa Bliss's title reign strangled those the women's division. So either people didn't agree. Like I, did y'all like the matches? I know I didn't. But you know, continued use of Roman Reigns' illness in the heat storyline. I guess that didn't register with a lot of folks. Maybe it didn't bother them, um, or they didn't see it as a failure. Um, but yeah, let's let's get to our voting with 90 points. Asuka's streak goes up in in smoke in subsequent use for our third place. Second place, the old-timers won't slash can't quit with 117 points. And with 139 points, the Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns saga wins. This feud, they did everything that you need to do to fuck a feud up. They took it past its expiration date. They did a million rematches unsatisfying winners unsatisfying matches unsatisfying conclusions the height of unreality in all of them them flat out trying to insult you as a viewer watching the, this shit and the deception they, and
1: they gave the person that they paid the most amount of money to per appearance go, they tried to give him go away heat
0: I'll never understand to, it
1: to they try to give him a go away. He to eventually have him win. That's stupid. That makes no sense. What?
0: It, it's awful on every single level. And, you know, even like I don't want to get into revealing people's brackets, but a lot of people voted for this. They had the most first place votes, uh, even from like, you know, big roman reigns uh supporters were coming out here and saying this thing was a was a fail. This thing was because, a detriment
1: because they killed the guy that was supposed to fucking win the feud rich because they wanted to be fucking cute.
0: Yeah. Um this was bad. This was all-time die rocky die failure on a million levels. They've made this belt look worthless. They've made it it made me
1: stop watching. It made me stop watching the product for four months.
0: Yeah, and and the obsession with this singular matchup handicapped not only this year but last year when they were building up to this year. Everything was coming back to this the entire time. It fucked Braun Strowman in several ways. It fucked Seth Rollins out out of being able to climb the mountain. It fucked um. Just Samoa Joe. Fuck Samoa Joe. It, it, it fucked, like, like, whoever got close <coughs> to this, it was, like, radioactive, essentially.
1: Like, Samoa Joe like Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar, that feud actually boosted the, the TV ratings.
0: Yeah. And then they beat him one at five. Yeah. Um, this is one of the more self-destructive, like, feuds I can think of in wrestling history. Like... When you talk about like what Sting versus the NWO was on the bad side of it, when you talk about them just botching the invasion angle, when you think about just all time letdowns like Shawn Michaels and Triple H, like and after their 2002 SummerSlam stuff, everything else can pretty much go to hell. Um, but even this is on a level below that because this was bad in the ring. It was bad in the storylines. And it was bad for the fans. It was bad for the other wrestlers. It sucked on every level. Yeah. I have nothing else to add. Um, and from something that sucked to our top moment of the year. So be merry. Be happy. Be cheery. Um, our single best moment of the year. Our nominees. Daniel Bryan unretires. Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble. Becky jumps Charlotte after the SummerSlam match. The Shield comes for Braun Strowman. Shawn Michaels in The Undertaker's promo from September 3rd. Becky Lynch invading Raw. In the Seth Rollins' performance in the Gauntlet match. And Ronda Rousey armbars Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania 34. Starting at the bottom. Shawn Michaels in The Undertaker's promo from... Uh, nine three, where essentially it's given away that Shawn Michaels is about to come out of retirement, and the Undertaker challenges him, puts him on the spot. In third, with sixty-two points, Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble, and this actually came down. This was actually our closest one for the battle of the one and two. I have an idea of what these one what one and two is. So with one and two. With 135 points, and this came down to the end of the end. With 135 points, Daniel Bryan unretires as our second place. That went number two? Went number two. Wow. Wow. With 137 points, Becky Lynch invades Monday Night Raw. Wow. Now, looking at the voting, to examine it closer, Daniel Bryan received... 31 first place votes. Becky Lynch received 27 first place votes. The second place voting Becky got 23. Daniel Bryan got 16 and they split on third place votes.
1: Gotcha. Hmm. So basically what happened is a bunch of people fucked uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, er, comeback. Basically. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, okay. Have you looked to see who voted for, uh, who left him off the ballot?
0: I will have to take a look at that.
1: Okay, I wa- I wonder if there's a correlation between FDSers,
0: yeah, or pro Romanites. Yeah, so, it's I crazy. Wonder. Well, you know, is is out of damn Bryan and Becky Lynch? Those are the two they hate. So I don't know. Maybe they left them both off.
1: Maybe I don't know. I, but I think I think I think the thing is that it's more of a um of the we're never gonna I'm ne- I'm never gonna be backing into this Daniel Bryan shit because you you quote unquote ruined this guy's career for this skinny wimp. I think I think I think a lot <laughs> of that is at play. So it's like, look, man, like you heard that promo, yeah. Like, Don't ignore it. Yeah, let's let's not pretend here, okay?
0: Yeah. So um, James, I had um Daniel Bryan at number one, Becky at two. Becky jumped Charlotte. And number three, so
1: I think I think I had one and two the same way you did. What was my number three?
0: So you had um, number three was Ronda Rousey armbar Stephanie at WrestleMania thirty four. Ah, that's right. So that was the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to take a look at that. You brought up an interesting point on that. So I'm going to go through these votes and look at that. Um, you already you already see some, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> see? It's a, it's a perfectly logical theory. Um, creative success of the year. Okay. So this right here, we have five nominees. <clears throat> the WrestleMania Mixed Tag Match. The 2018 Men's World Rumble Match. NXT has its greatest year ever. Becky Lynch becoming the man following an ill-fated heel turn in WWE Evolution. Just putting all these, these winners in, in high-placing events against each other. So, starting at the bottom, with 40 points, the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble match. Third place, with 92 points, WWE Evolution. Second place with 133 points. NXT has its greatest year ever. And number one, just like everything else, Becky Lynch becoming the man following ill-fated heel turn. She (laughs) will not lose. She is the Kenny Omega of this. (laughs) Like, the way Kenny Omega dominated the awards on Keeping It Strong style, Becky Lynch is dominating the awards here on One Nation Radio. This is unprecedented.
1: Okay. Yeah, man. Um, what was my voting on it? I can't remember.
0: So your voting was number one, the WrestleMania mixed tag match. Number two, Becky Lynch becoming the man following the ill fated heel turn. Number three, NXT has the greatest year ever.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I think the reason why I end up going with the mixed tag match is like now that, man. you know, now that Roman is down and Cena is gone like he is literally or like ronda is literally our top star and you can talk that noise about she's not a drawer and da. does da, da, da. like Man. you know how bad the rating would be if she wasn't around <laughs> like do you know how bad the ratings would crater even more if she wasn't around like the boy raw because look ain't nobody sticking around for fucking uh, uh corbin no he would literally li- it would literally be the yachty meme of like nope turn off the tent turn off the tv
0: So let's see Uh, our final award, James, you already know what it is. And this was perhaps the single, single most loaded category. It didn't reflect it in the voting. There was a clear number one, but just looking at everything, this was a year filled with controversies in and out of the ring. And of course, what am I talking about? The IWC award. Which kind of started as a joke. Like, yeah, we're going to, like, talk shit about fans on the internet for a minute. What everyone's bitching about the most. But a lot of this now is kind of morphed into, hey, these are legitimate issues. And, hey, these are controversies that people, you know, are getting, you know, that that actually have, like, legitimacy. So, let's talk about it. The nominees... WWE dealing with Saudi Arabia. WWE backlash and the backlash to backlash. Which broke the Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter uh, mail site uh, or website. Excuse me. Yeah, F4W was down for days. Yep. Dave Meltzer and Peyton Royce when he was making comments about her appearance. The fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. Turning popular wrestlers heel on Chosen Ones. Which I don't know if people understood based on the voting, but I feel like should have done way better because a lot of the outrage came from that this year.
1: Yeah, Becky turns heel on Charlotte. Strowman has to turn heel on on, um, Roman. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura
0: has to turn on AJ. Yeah. They had a bunch of that this year. Oh,
1: Dean Ambrose turns on, on Seth Rollins.
0: Daniel Bryan turns on AJ, AJ Styles. I don't know if AJ's yeah. necessarily a chosen one, but um, Daniel Bryan has to turn heel. It's more is like popular wrestlers turning heel and they're being like an outcry. Like, you fucked up with these babyfaces. These are for actually heat. the people we want to cheer for.
1: Yes. Turning people heel for the fact of getting heat. No other reason other than to get heat. So. Like even though the hardest thing in the entire promo and all of wrestling is do is to get people that are that are likable that that you want to cheer for and you get them and you want to turn them heel because you're you you guys are bad people.
0: <laughs> so the Bellas and Divas are back, so I kind of lumped that in together. So you know the controversy that the Bellas brought and also the Diva era making a return and then like getting kicked to the wayside. Uh, thankfully, by midway through the year. Uh, Nia Jax injuring Becky Lynch Hulk Hogan returns the continued rejection and hijacking of Roman Reigns' pay-per-view matches James, I think we said we were going to rename this award if he was nominated for something else or if he won it again uh, to the Roman Reigns IWC award
1: Yeah, luck. I mean, I'm assuming he didn't win it this year, which is like congratulations, you managed to outdo yourselves in a negative
0: Let's 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 keep listening. (laughs) And Monday Night Raw breaking the record low ratings. When I wrote this award, it was four times. It ended up becoming six. Yep, yep, absolutely. I remember telling you, like, bro, like
1: it's gonna get to at least five, maybe even six.
0: So at the bottom, turning popular wrestlers heel on chosen ones. I can chalk that up as maybe you guys didn't understand what I was talking about on that, but. The next one up from that would have been the Bellas and Divas are back. So either, you know, that wasn't a thing. I don't know if people put two and two together, but, you know, it was a fucking fire on the internet during that Brie Bella shit. It was a fire during Nikki Bella, like, in, in Rousey and all that. And then, oh, as bad as Alexa and Carmella were, we were talking about that. Yep. I don't know, man. Um. So... I'm going to read off all these. All these kind of deserve to be read. So 11 points. Turning popular wrestlers to heel on chosen ones. 17 points. WWE backlash backlash. Uh, 18 points. Dave Meltzer and Peyton Royce. 27 points. Record low ratings. 43 points. The fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. 37 points. Excuse me. Hulk Hogan returns. And for our top three. With 51 points, the continued rejection and hijacking of Roman Reigns' pay per view matches. Second place, with 80 points, Nia Jax injures Becky Lynch. And number one, with 187 points, the IWC award. WWE dealing with Saudi Arabia Yeah, that is number 1. That is number it 1. Been, it had 55 yeah. first place votes. It was horrible on on every level. Before you get to the fact they can't bring their women's performers with them. You're talking about a dead journalist now. You're talking about serious human rights issues. You're talking about propaganda. You're talking about the administration, the Trump administration being tied in with this. You're talking about Hulk Hogan being invited to come back to these shows. You're talking about all the old timers being involved with mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia and them passing this off as this progressive thing. You, no, no,
1: hold on, hold on. You also have um, basically like old fucking enforcers and lieutenants going on to uh, media outlets and then like l- yes. lying through their teeth about like how they're going to actually. Um, change. They're gonna change the fucking government, or they're gonna change like the society there yeah. as outsiders. Get the fuck out of
0: here. As fucking pro wrestling, like I don't. <laughs> no man. It, yeah, like, it was, not it yeah. Like not like you know. It was about a check in the beginning. It was about a check the second time, and it's gonna continue to be about a check for the next nine years. This shit might might win the next nine One Nation Radio Awards if there's nine of them. Like this is bad. This is terrible. This is just. Disgusting on every level um, Roman Reigns is continued hijacking that's something we can't ignore from Wrestlemania to Backlash to Money in the Bank and he got some of it at Extreme Rules a little bit at SummerSlam but it didn't last long enough to really get going but they fucked him so bad at Wrestlemania people were tired of him, done with him get the fuck off the TV. And they insisted on main eventing him over the WWE championship. They insisted on wind dating him to just this level that they clearly don't want to put him at, but they do, but just was really confusing for a lot of fans. And eventually they just took it out on him, you know, him and his matches on pay-per-view, which were laid out horribly. Put in chin locks forever for for people that would hope that he would eventually get the fans on his side. And then the Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal fiasco was just the low point of like you know, it was low at WrestleMania thirty four, James, and I know you didn't see the Roman Reigns Jinder Mahal match, but yeah, why would I ever do such a thing? This was like the culmination, like, of what got kicked open. WrestleMania thirty four was way more hijacked and larger on a grander scale. But if we're just looking at an isolated incident, Roman Reigns and Jared Hall and like what it represented to people, that was getting hijacked no matter what. Um and Nia Jax injuring Becky Lynch, it changed, you know, Becky Lynch's short term course, possibly her long term course. And then also that brought into the discussions about Nia's, you know, recklessness in the ring. Um, Obviously, her being, you know, related to The Rock and everything like that. And Becky Lynch just having the, like, being the supernova that she was. And it was just, like, ripped away from us for a minute. And a lot of people were on Nia Jax's head about that. But those pale in comparison to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and also
1: when you throw in like the the divas back thing, you also like have to account for like the fact that like Brie Bella uh knock someone out cold.
0: Yeah. Um, this company tried to pass off Fabulous Moolah. Um, like that shit was going to slide. Yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan, they brought that rich motherfucker back. Um, and just like yeah, I
1: think I, I yeah, I think I'm ended up putting Hogan second on mine. I'm not really, I don't really remember. You did.
0: Um. Yeah, just bad all the way around. Like with these things, and like the IWC award usually is supposed to be like kind of like, you know, it. it the award has changed over time, and I don't know if it ever can go back now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, those were the 2018 One Nation Radio Awards. James, any surprises here? Not really. Hey, man, it's kind of a madhouse right here. Give me one second, all right? All right, I will. I will continue going here. So, as far as 2018, this was like the best of the year. We, you know, covered it from start to finish. There were there was a lot to dislike about the year, but there were spots. If you were looking for excellence this year, it was to be found. You did have to search for it. You had to go to the network. You had to look at 205 Live. You had to look at NXT. And you caught some of it at the second half of the year on the main roster when they pulled their heads out of their asses. But you're looking at like a, a a company that's creating more controversy than ever like with the with the IWC award and di- different things like that but the this was the year of Becky Lynch every award pretty much that she was tied to she was winning she was a she was just the best like and <laughs> it, it's it's hard to like it's hard to like continue to say how excellent she was if you don't understand this if you are living in any type of denial if you are mad at becky lynch because she was embraced in an organic way like your favorite wrestler never was put your head up your ass see if it fits like buddy said in scarface and open your eyes
1: like my thing is i don't care i don't really care if it's organic or manufactured or whatever my thing is like are you doing good work yes she is she's doing great work so check that check that box is the crowd reacting to her the way that um that now the, the direction they give her, like where they want to go with her the answer is emphatically yes um so for me like two thumbs up like you're doing great work and the great work is paying off apparently so like that's all i want oh, that's all i want out of my wrestling is like to to make sense i don't want People like Barry Corbin to go out there and be thoroughly mediocre or, or bad every fucking week, and then like keep getting opportunity after opportunity to go out there and take an hour of of a three hour RAW. Fuck out of here with that. So this is so this is this needs to be the new program. Like you do good work, the crowd reacts to it. You try to manipulate you manipulate things to try to uh, boost that flame, and then it, and then it keeps going. Right. Congratulations. That's how <laughs> wrestling has always worked until you know recently.
0: Yep. And that that's pretty much going to wrap the show up. But James, thank you for another year of doing one nation radio here with me and thank all of you guys that have listened to the show and supported it in ways like you never have before. Uh, and also the social suplex podcast network has continued to grow, um, you know, added a few new shows this year, still coming up with great ideas to keep expanding this thing. And, I'm just glad you guys support us every week on these downloads. Like when I, when I refresh the page, it's like, Oh snap, more people checking us out, more people checking us out. So, um, hopefully you enjoyed, uh, our coverage all year is hopefully you also enjoyed this award show. If you voted, thank you for your votes. If you did not vote, um, <laughs> not go fuck yourself, but, um, yeah, if you did not vote, we'll catch you next year. Hopefully you will. And, um, We also joined Lords of Pain Radio um, this year, and that was an experience in itself, and we're thankful to be able to um, expand our audience, not only there, but um, also on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, um, and just appreciate everyone supporting us. That's pretty much going to wrap it up for me for 2018. James, you got anything you want to add about this year?
1: Uh um the year ended on a strong note and i look forward to or at least on the big shows so i at least look forward to what they have to, uh, for the big shows and i also enjoy the fact that there's less heat on these uh tv shows so um hopefully they keep that up as well but um there need to be some fundamental changes um now that roman is gone and you know Cena, you know seems to literally be this is we're done with him um like we need to try to uh figure out where we are as far as from a roster positioning standpoint um, going forward. And I hope like, they come up with some good answers.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's going to wrap the show up. Thank you guys for listening to the 2018 One Nation Radio Awards. We will see you next year. Peace.
1: Later.